Welcome to the Concept4 podcast, the audio experience with the mission of demystifying the creative process from talented people across the globe. In this podcast, I present in-depth interviews with people from different fields, revealing the stories that shape their lives and careers, as well as deep insights and strategies to move your mindset and skills to the next level. Each week, I'll bring you fresh dialogue on creativity, technology, and media culture. If you're a creator, interested in starting, or looking to unearth new ideas, then this is the podcast for you. I'm your host, Webster Mugavazi. You heard it here first. This is the Concept4 Podcast. This is our second episode in, and today I talk to Solobabe, who is an artist and a dancer residing in Amsterdam. We covered lots of subjects, actually, everything from drawing uh, to dance to therapy through art. I really enjoyed this laid back and chilled out conversation, and I think there'll be plenty for you guys to take away from it as well. Enjoy. I saw this competition on TV. Um, it was, I don't know if I should mention it, but uh, <laughs> it was like this huge deal. Like people from all around the world were um, entering. So I saw that and I was like, this is so cool. I don't know <laughs> how to do this. <laughs> so yeah, just by seeing that at that level, because I've seen it before, you know, some people in the streets would do it. I'm like, oh, it's cool. But seeing it at that level, I was like, the things that the body can do is just amazing. And to the music too, you know? Um, yeah, and there's this program in Toronto called Art Starts, uh, where it's youth-oriented, and um, that's where I met, like, my first teacher. Things kind of uh, developed and took off, and yeah, I um, I always tell people, like, the first person that um, inspires me to dance is my father, because um, when we would have uh, community functions, like, so I'm Guinean, um, mm-hmm. and in Toronto, we have uh, community groups. So yeah. When we have like community functions, he was known as like the dancer, you know? <laughs> no way, that's Whenever cool. There was music, he was always on the dance floor, just, just you know, making people happy and just having yeah. a good time. And that's uh, what I always try to communicate with my dance. Like sometimes, you know, we can take our... Uh, expression very seriously you want to have a specific message but I think at the root of it it's really just living and enjoying yourself and community you know so I'm super jealous because my dad is a terrible dancer (laughs) (laughs) my dad would be so embarrassing (laughs) I wouldn't even allow I wouldn't allow it oh I was embarrassed when I was younger sometimes I was like oh my gosh but then it was like uh-huh, I'm embarrassed, but also like, I want to dance with you. And, uh, yeah. But I grew out of that. I'm like, this is awesome. No, I, we moved to Toronto. So I was born in Guinea, but we left um, when I was one. <laughs> so, oh, nice. Yeah. So I did grow up there. Uh, yeah. So we moved to Montreal or Quebec first, because I think we're in different um, cities in Quebec, which is a province in Canada, and then to Toronto. So I spent most of my life in Toronto. My parents, they would always speak uh native language to us um to my siblings and I um and my mom she'd always make like traditional meals and like I mentioned before we have um these uh cultural community groups in Toronto so I was always exposed to um 
yeah, to Guinean culture in its varying forms, even in the dress, in the in the way that we dress at those uh, functions. So my parents, especially my mom, she has like um, suitcases full of <laughs> full of these beautiful garments, and she she oh she can she can always get more, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I always appreciated that, like the color and yeah, it's it's just beautiful to see. Um, and I think again, as I get older, I appreciate it more because when you're younger, you're just like, uh, I just you know, like I don't wear this normally and what but um I think with time and by seeing a lot of people um wear these traditional uh, garments I just appreciate it more <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah and uh and I get that about uh growing up and um sort of starting to appreciate your culture a little yeah. bit more. when I was younger I'm like no I'm I'm not Zimbabwean don't ask me that <laughs> you know? I'm like trying to run away from my culture as yeah. much as possible uh, but then you just start to pr- appreciate it a lot more, I think. Yeah, I was going to say, um, it's a little strange because now I'm speaking the language a lot more than when I was younger, I think. And um, in terms of your illustration, is that uh, where did your influences come from? Because looking at your website, um, you talked a lot about identity mm-hmm. and how that influences uh, the visuals that you create. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I've always liked drawing, but I never really did it just for the sake of it. Um, so another creative uh, outlet for me back in Toronto was uh, I would make jewelry and I had uh, a few collections um, that I made before moving out here. But I also um, had apparel, so I would do certain, make certain drawings for for those uh, garments, and I was just thinking about the whole garment, and not really focus too much on the image itself. Like right. there was a there was a meaning behind the image that I would come up with, but I would always think about it like how does it fit into this whole collection that I'm doing you know it wasn't just about the standalone thing so when I moved um, to Amsterdam I couldn't bring all these tools I had back home so I had like sewing machine I had my jewelry making tools and materials I, I had like a mini studio corner in my bedroom <laughs> right. um, so I couldn't bring all those things so yeah, there was a bit of a uh, a yearning to create. Um, I mean, I have I have dance always. Luckily, you know, healthy body, mm-hmm. which I'm grateful for. I couldn't just dance. I had to do something more. Right. Um, so I'm like, you know what? Let me just go back to basics. Get a uh, paper and pencil. Um, and what I started doing was just drawing my like what I was experiencing um, and what I was feeling. And what I found is that I was bringing up these, these experiences and these emotions that I've um, kind of buried for so long. So um, that's why when I uh, describe the work that I do, I talk about identity because I feel like we're so layered. Um, And as I'm doing these drawings, I reveal certain elements of these layers um, so yeah, so my illustration started when <laughs> when I moved out here, and at first it was just just a means for like releasing certain things that were um, pent up 
and right. for me um, that I didn't know how to express because I'm not much of a uh, you know, like a talker you know like I don't really go to people if I have um, uh, a, a problem or I'm just going through stuff like that was that was really difficult for me um, I'm a little more flexible now <laughs> right. but I definitely use my illustration as a form of release I get that I um I, when I started uh, taking photos for me it was a way to to get out of my head you know a little mm-hmm. bit Mm-hmm. Like you leave the house with your camera yeah. um, and you just walk and you find little moments in life that are interesting to capture. Mm-hmm. And looking back at those photos was sort of therapeutic in a way, mm-hmm. you know, it made me feel better. Um, so that definitely resonates. Yeah. Yeah. I think with time, um, as I reveal these things inside of me, um, I, I've learned to kind of shift what I want to express or have more control over what I want to express. So I still have those moments where I'm like, Oh, I just need to like draw this out. Cause I'm like, I I don't know how to deal with this. Um, But there are other moments where I'm really, um, uh, well, I'm more specific about what I want to draw, what I want to represent. So there's a few drawings uh, where I kind of, um, address the the topic of culture and what that means to me and family um I don't so some of those drawings I haven't released because they're like super personal yeah it's been it's been interesting did you have any influences along the way in the type of work that you wanted to create um when it comes to the illustrations no I was just yeah it was just very crude you know <laughs> just pencil and paper <laughs> black and white Right. I, I I didn't really have, I didn't really think about oh where where is this gonna go? No, no I was right. just expressing myself, and then it ended up you know being this sort of aesthetic. But I I don't really want to use the word aesthetic because I don't want to box myself in into a certain style or perceived style. But yeah, I definitely see a trend of how I've been drawing. Um, I really like drawing hands for some reason. <laughs> Oh, so nice. my first hand drawings were really, yeah, let's just say they weren't as um, detailed as I do them now. <laughs> like really round, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I definitely focused on developing that. So what I do is I take a picture of my hands and then I draw from that picture. So with time, I just try to um, represent what I'm drawing, um, what I'm looking at uh, right. a lot better, but also still keeping things simple. So that's one thing that I kind of um, uh, honed in on on my illustrations is that I like the simplicity of it when you just first look at it. Yeah. But I also... Um, see these simple drawings as layered so there's always a uh, like a meaning behind what I draw you know but you can also just look at it and be like oh this is a nice line drawing cool but then if you maybe look at it a different way or look at it a little longer you might see um, other things so I don't name any of my drawings yeah I just do them and then people can think what they will (laughs) 
my sister just uh, recently released her poetry book. Um, so there's a hundred poems. And when she approached me with it, she's like, yeah, I would like uh, you to illustrate this. I'm like, sick, cool. She's like, yeah, I want an illustration for each poem. Like, so a hundred illustrations, cool. What? <laughs> yeah, so as a first uh, commission project, it was it was a lot, but I really, <laughs> I'm really grateful that it was my sister. Right, right, because um, she could have been, she could have been uh, like a mean client, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I still respected like the timeline or tried to, you know. Right. Like, yeah. How do you go about uh, creating a hundred illustrations? So she sent me the poems, um, and I would just go off of the poems and right, just draw them at, just draw the illustrations as I see fit. Right. Um, obviously I would add, like, I asked her, like, is there specific things that you want to include? Um, mm -hmm. but other than that, I'm like, you know what? She asked me for a reason. Um, so let me just express how I see, um, these poems illustrated. And yeah, I mean, it was a long, it was a long process. Did you have a quota, like three illustrations a day or something? Oh man, it, <laughs> I had this, <laughs> every week the quota would change. I was like, yeah. I'm going to do mm, five illustrations a day for a month and I'm going to get it done or something like, I don't even know if right. it adds up, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like something like that. But then the next right. week I'll be like, oh, I'm behind. So I have to do 10 illustrations. Right. And, but that's where, you know, communication comes in. If I would tell my sister, listen, I'm still finishing my thesis. So you need to give me more time. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That must've been difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like one of the things I struggled with when I started out was um, uh, sort of managing expectations when you're working with a client mm -hmm. uh, and being like, cause I, I would be a yes man. Mm -hmm. I would they'd be like, yeah, we want this and that and that. Mm -hmm. And in the back of my head, I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> but I would be like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. You know, cause you don't want to disappoint and you're really excited to be, you know, doing what you like yeah. and be paid for it. Mm -hmm. um, have you ever come across that uh, in, in your work so far where mm -hmm. uh, someone's asking for something that you can't give them? And if so, mm -hmm. how'd you handle it? So I've always had a difficult time pricing my work uh, uh, talk <laughs> um, to me <laughs> yeah so even yeah. like back in toronto to make jewelry right sometimes i'll just be like oh but you know like it's not it's not that much hard work no no, no. and then a friend of mine was like what what are you even saying like you poured your energy and your creative mind into the work that you're doing you should be compensated accordingly. So it's it's kind of been this um, struggle. So there was this one instance um, where I where there was a company that was interested in my illustrations for yeah for one of their um, projects, and I I had to do my research because I'm like this is a big company, you know. Right. So they probably have the money. <laughs> Yeah. to uh you know to compensate me properly you know i'm not trying to take advantage of anybody ever but i also want to respect the the creative field that i'm in you know because i feel like if you undervalue your work then you might be influencing somebody else you know because if you're like yeah i'm only going to charge five bucks for this 
but then really all these other people in in the field that you're working in are charging 50 yeah or like lowballing them and taking away opportunities you know exactly and it sets a precedent for the for the client to be right. like maybe this is what i should pay for this type of work yeah exactly so i had, I definitely, had to, right. I definitely had to ask around um to see what was reasonable and then i presented it to the client and they decided that it was too much and i had to be okay with that you know like when i when i came up with the number yeah, I prepared myself. I'm like, you know, this this is this is what it is. <laughs> so if they take it, cool. If they don't, cool. It's okay because that's not what defines um, the value of my work. You know, if one person sees it as like, oh, this is too much, but I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm offering. Then I think it's reasonable. But also, I have to think about when I'm doing the pricing. I also have to think about where I'm at in. Um, my career yeah it's um, definitely it feels like it's a combination of self-awareness yeah. and then also like self-worth yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, I've, I've done a lot of projects for free and I still mm-hmm. do projects for free mm-hmm. uh, but one thing that I I don't know if I read it or someone told me it um, but they said if you're not scared of the number you're sending mm-hmm. when you send it then you're not charging enough <laughs> I was scared when I said that number. <laughs> yeah. Like, Am I really um, doing this right now? Exactly. Because yeah. it feels like, for me, it was like, um, sh- I shouldn't, I, I I would happily do this for free. Yeah. So so any amount of money that I get um, is good, good for me because I love doing this. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe that anyone would even ask me like, hey, can we pay you? You know, mm-hmm. but then you get to a point where, uh, it's like, hey man, I got to pay the bills. Right. I need to charge a certain amount for every job that I do, mm-hmm. so that I don't get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's that switch of kind of being forced to realize that it's not just about you know how much I think is a nice amount mm-hmm. or whatever. It's also kind of like what the market decides. The way that I'm approaching things right now is, I look at what people are responding to from what I'm sharing. Yeah. Um, and I also balance that out with what I want to be sharing. So let's say, you know, I get a lot of uh, a lot of feedback or positive feedback or a lot of um, engagement from um, certain illustrations, then maybe on my website, I'll highlight those, you know, but um, on things on, on platforms like my Instagram, I'm a lot more free in what I post. Right. Um, so yeah, so it's a mix. It's a mix of showing like what speaks to you the most, like the work that speaks to you the most, and also matching that up with what people are um responding to the most. But yeah, I, I never wanna like pander to any trends, you know? Like I never wanna do anything that I can't stand beside just because that is the trend or whatnot because then i just lose yeah you kind of lose your integrity a bit i feel but i also understand that there's different creative um there's different art forms and you kind of have to respond to what is what is um demanded but you also have to be courageous to introduce something new so it's it's like a little dance you know (laughs) yeah yeah and it's a it's a it's a thin line really because yeah um i kind of think of uh how like as an artist do you have to represent your 
I guess, culture, mm. whether it's like global culture or whatever. Yeah. And like, because you talked about pandering uh, yeah. to certain trends and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's a big thing going on online um, about the uh, the young man who got killed in America. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big thing. Yeah. That's like global news, right? Yeah. Um, and as a black person, I'm like, man, I need to... I feel like I need to contribute to this mm-hmm. uh, and say something. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one part of my mind. Mm-hmm. The other part is um, I, I I don't really understand the American experience. Mm-hmm. One, because I haven't lived there, and I don't um, um, I don't have a like a direct connection to it. So as lo- as much as I can share and and do all this sort of stuff, I kind of feel like um, I'm just doing it because I'm in. Uh, I'm supposed to do it, mm. you know, and I feel like the only way that I would be really able to do to to do it justice is may, maybe by making something, <laughs> you know, that's the only way that I can speak to stuff. Yeah. So I kind of feel like a, like an imposter when I speak to stuff that I don't really, really understand that much. This is how I think about it. When shocking things happen um, and you have like an emotional response to it, you can use art to express yourself, you know, like that's yeah. one of the, one of the uses for many people um, of their creative expression is just to like deal with difficult things. Um, but at the same time, I do think uh, when you put something out there, you have a responsibility for it. Yeah. Um, but also you can, you can always have a conversation and be like, Hey, this is how, I felt like I needed to process this to, by doing this work. Uh, right. It doesn't mean that I know everything. That doesn't mean that, you know, I can be a speaker at a conference about this topic, you know? Right, right. But I, I'm, I'm, it's kind of saying I'm aware about what's happening. I'm going to share that with people who might not be aware about what's happening. Yeah. And hopefully through um this global awareness maybe somebody out there that finds this information can be like oh i can actually do something about this oh i know i know about this i can be proactive about this you know so yeah i don't think there's anything wrong with um expressing yeah, expressing what you feel as long as it's yeah. genuine, as long as it's sincere, you know, because right. you don't want to fall into the, oh, well, all these artists are making all these drawings and these videos and yeah, getting all this positive response. So I must do this too, so I can get all these engagement. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, what's your intention behind the work you're doing? You know, I think that's the most important thing. And then if somebody wants to have a conversation with you about the work you're presenting then you can have a conversation and just be honest yeah. that's how i feel about that i like that that's a good answer <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> i'm gonna quote you on that <laughs> um how do we cure poverty i'm kidding <laughs> well <laughs> can you tell me about uh beautiful collisions Ooh, okay <clears throat> i'm part of a, a dance crew uh, called rebels of la soul uh, it's a female dance crew, um, and back, yeah, so in 2018, we were part of uh, Breaking Convention, which is an international hip-hop theater festival um, that was that started in London, I believe, and so it, it, it would have happened in different cities around the world, so 
this was the first time they were in Toronto, I believe. And this was the first time that our crew worked on such a big piece. Um, and it was really meaningful for me because um, we got to connect on a different level, like all the members of the crew. Um, and we really produced something that was really meaningful to each one of us and to others from, you know, the response that we got. So gotta, gotta, gotta shout out the crew, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Beautiful Collisions. Um, I started it with a friend of mine uh, out here in Amsterdam. Um, I decided to to organize a few um, art showcases. So the first one um, I did last year in May, and it was um, both an iftar. So uh, because it was during Ramadan, um, it was an iftar. So it was the meal that you eat to break your fast. Um, right. Also an art showcase with myself and two of uh, friends of mine. Uh, and it was at a cafe nearby, Flint Cafe. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Shout out to Flint yes, Cafe. That is a spot. Um, so yeah, so I did that, and then I'm like, ah, oh, I wanna, I wanna do more of this. Um, and then I did another one in December with another friend of mine. Um, and this event was more focused on, uh, on wellness. So we had the art showcase, and then we had the wellness portion. So we had free, uh, free, um. A free workshop on how to use essential oils in your um, daily practice and your healing practice and also meditation a guided meditation class and yeah they're just the response was that was was really was really affirming because not only can people enjoy the art and support the artist but they can also acquire some tools that can help them in their everyday through those workshops so I spoke to my friend who was um, working in the wellness sector and who who still is, and I told her I'm like this is something that I wanna, um, I wanna do more of. You know, um, I've I've always been interested in, in what wellness means and how does one practice that. Um, I'm still like exploring it through practicing yoga through. Um, finding natural solutions um, for certain ailments or finding natural solutions for, you know, daily products that I use just to, just to be more um, aware of basically my existence, you know, so like what I'm, what I'm putting into my body, what I'm putting on my body, how I'm, how I'm moving in this world and how I'm feeling, how I process these things. So um, being out here really brought all these things up, like I said, even in my illustrations. Um, so I thought that it would be really cool to have events where we can um, where we can uh, pair those two, so art and wellness. It's really interesting that combination of um, wellness and art. Mm -hmm. um, how does one influence the other? So the way I thought about it is kind of relating it back to my own experience. So. I see art as uh, a way to to release, you know, like I was mentioning before, um, and that's it's like therapeutic. It's like therapy for some. So I'm like, what? Like, why aren't we looking into that a bit more? You know, like how how do artists really cope other than their art expression, or how do they? Um, 
yeah, how do they manage life, you know? Because it, it, when when you see certain works, sometimes you feel like there's been a lot of pain behind it. Or even if you hear someone um, describing their work, it's it can be really heavy, you know? Yeah. The inspiration yeah. behind it. Um, <clears throat> and it's not, obviously, it's not always like that. But I just thought that, you know, why not? combine the both so that you can be at an art exhibit but also you can be exposed to um different practices or different methods that will help you just in life you know not only in your um creative expression but just your day-to-day so that's how I kind of um connected those two and what I'm hoping is that yeah that those two spheres or those two worlds can like interact in a in a in a meaningful and helpful way to the people involved you know Mm -hmm. so and i've definitely seen many examples of that in the real world i mean i mean obviously you guys exist in a real world as well i saw uh ptsd uh people with ptsd uh creating uh these face uh painted masks Mm -hmm that they that they make as a form of therapy um and it was like a short documentary and uh they showed that uh people with trauma that experienced different forms of art Mm -hmm. found more peace within that Mm -hmm. than those who who didn't Mm -hmm. so there's definitely something to um the art of creating and self-healing like i think I think those two come together and coming back to my story of like going out and taking photos Mm -hmm. you know was an act of like I need to get out of my head yeah. and into the real world was a, you know, like an act of self-healing. So I could definitely see that. Right. Um, and I'd love to come to one of these events. Yes, me the too. <laughs> <laughs> when we're able to make it happen. But yes, I, I'm looking forward to that. Right. <laughs> and how have you, um, how have you found working in isolation? It's actually not been bad because I'm an introvert. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I like, just having my own space um, and being able to like control that space a bit. So I've kind of, I've created this little, this little flow in my room. Um, I have a little plant corner with, with like my instruments and then, uh, yeah. So it's, it's been, it's been good. Um, But there's also been moments where I was like, Oh, I just want to, I don't know. I just want to hug someone. <laughs> you know? Not allowed. Um, yeah, just like the other day, I was like, when was the last time I hugged someone? I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. And it's weird because, like, I'm not a big hugger, but for right. some reason, these things come up sometimes. Like, you know what? I can use one hug a month. And, that yeah. cool. and I'm not <laughs> achieving that quota right now. So, yeah. Problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, creatively though, it's it's been nice. So what's next for you? What are you, are you excited about anything in the future coming up? Yeah, and just developing beautiful collisions some more. Because I think I think it would I think it's gonna be a meaningful thing, you know. I I can see it being um, something that people will appreciate um, not only in the creative community but just like anybody you know like a- anybody is welcome to participate in this it's just that right it's 
especially with when it comes to wellness this is it's for everybody and art as well is for everybody so yeah um, yeah so yeah so I'm, I'm looking forward to developing that some more and hopefully events um aligned with that and yeah i, I hope i'll be able to go home and visit my family <laughs> oh my god um, tommy i'm looking forward to that whenever that's uh possible but uh in the new world yeah but yeah for now just enjoying like the environment or making the best out of the environment that i'm in right now and for anyone listening where can people find your work so you can find me on the webs uh so on instagram uh, my handle is sola.rb so that's s-o-u-l-a rb and my website is solababe so s-o-u-l-a-b-a-b-e dot com and yeah i think that's that's it thank you very much yeah thank you webster have a lovely day bye that was episode two of the concept for podcast i hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as i did as always i think there's great value in hearing people talk about their experience um, as creative people us so much of what we do can happen in a vacuum whether you're coming up with ideas um, you're a photographer you're an illustrator or sometimes even a filmmaker so i always find great value in hearing other people talk Um, And in realizing that um, my experience, uh, my experiences uh, are not unique to myself. So I hope you enjoyed it. Um, And if you want to know more about the guests, head over to www.concept4.com. That's concept-4.com. Actually, the website isn't up yet. It is up, but it's a a landing page. Um, If you have gotten this far into the podcast, you may request a password and I will send it to you. If not, well, then you're missing out. (laughs) Peace.